Hey, you are listening to TJ Talks. This is Season 2, Episode Number 2, The Great Outdoors. Okay, now we can get going. Alright, well, welcome to TJ Talks. I'm your host, Judd, and with me is Teresa. Hey, Judd, how are you? I am doing great. And we are here to talk about our one of our favorite topics, and that's uh, the great outdoors. Yes, we're indoors, the, so we can talk about the great outdoors. Right. <laughs> but you can't be outside. I mean, it's too hot today. <laughs> Wasn't there some movie called The Great Outdoors? Wasn't that with... Yeah, Dan, I was just Googling it, and yeah. Dan Aykroyd was in it, and uh, what's his name? John Candy. John Candy, yeah. Yes. I, you know, I just, when I hear John Candy, I'm thinking, Uncle Buck. Of course. <laughs> yeah, but... Yeah, but yes, yeah. I love that movie. He was great. Definitely gone before his time, you know? Yeah, yeah. Wow. So, you know, it's funny because we you live in Southern California where I grew up and I live now in Florida. And really, we have an opportunity to be outdoors more than people who live in lots of other parts of the United States. Definitely. And if you live in Southern California, you have this tremendous diverse terrain you can be at the desert you can go to the beach you can go to the mountains you can go to you know a variety of different places you know even the uh you know fertile valley up in central california you bet we're spoiled here there's so much to see from the great redwood trees and the sierras to like you said all the beach area that we have yeah we're very lucky that way to have lots of diversity in our terrain so, so did you grow up with going out camping and doing this all this outdoor stuff? You know what? I'm an outdoorsy person now and was never outdoorsy as a child. My parents were not into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, my folks hated the beach. We never I, – I don't think I went to the beach and sat on the sand until I was 15, 15 or 16 years old and went as a high schooler or a teenager. Wow. My parents didn't enjoy camping. Uh, we traveled, but we never camped. We always stayed at hotels. We didn't really picnic. We never went to the park. We just, we were busy, but we weren't outdoorsy, that's for sure. How about you? Did you grow up camping? You know, we did. Okay. We, I did. My parents had a pop-up trailer growing up. Fun. Yeah. Okay. All right. So, that's pretty nice. And we would go camping over at the beach. Sometimes we'd go out to the beach. We'd go to, uh, where else did we go? Um, down to San Diego, there was some like pop-up camping campground type yep. places. Let's see, what else did we? Did do? your parents buy their pop-up camper at Carl's Acres of Trailers down here on? We Home went. Home we went there a number of times. Is that cowboy? <laughs> is the cowboy still there? They don't have the cowboy anymore, which they should. I think it's in a museum well, uh, in it, town. But yes. Explain that whole thing. That's an interesting thing. <laughs> Yeah, you know, there's a street here in Ontario that goes through several cities, and they had lots of unique signs. Obviously, back in the day, there used to be signage and neon and things like that that were kind of kitschy looking. So the Carl's Acre of Trailers sign was a giant cowboy. It kind of looked like the guy from the, what was it, the Californian in Las Vegas, right? Oh, yeah. I don't remember. His arm didn't wave, but he was a cowboy that lit up, and, Mm -hmm. and when you think about it, it's like, what's the necessity of having a cowboy light up sign for your trailer for your trailer sales place? But that was definitely an iconic sign on Holt Boulevard, the oh. Carl's Acres of Trailers. Yeah, but, but you know, it's it's really no different than what 
car dealerships are doing today with putting all those blow up uh, things like whether it's you know monsters or you know gorillas or whatever yes, it is inflatable things yeah. yes you're right although I do think I don't know maybe because it's retro that to me the the signs like that seem uh, cooler I don't know yeah but like you said they're iconic. Yes, exactly. And you will always remember, like, I always remember that guy. Yep. In fact, yeah. I, I forgot about it, but as soon as you mentioned it, it was like, oh. That's it. It's a <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, a vision it. Oh, yeah. it's like the Vince's spaghetti sign, which is still iconic there on hold. Oh, absolutely. And um, the Thunderbird Lanes, this is a total tangent, but I'm sure you remember the Thunderbird Lanes. That's right. That yeah. Thunderbird Lanes uh, sign, you used to see it from the freeway. Oh, yeah. And I always knew we were getting close to home when you could see the Thunderbird Bowling Alley sign. And, and, and that a... is actually in the Ontario Museum. Oh, so. is it? I'm glad yeah. that somebody, they didn't just throw that yeah, in the Yeah, they recognized the value of it. So, Oh, yeah. my God. Yeah, that, I would like to get a picture of that someday. We could put I'll that... have to go down there and get it for you. Yeah, because yeah. it's, it's cool. It's yeah. Cool. That, that, I re- I, you know, I can remember... Tangent wise, <laughs> yeah, yeah, why not? Why we're, not? we're allowed to. This is our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Say whatever you want, yeah, right? Right. You know, uh, my mom used to go bowling there, and we would go be kids running amok up and down oh, yeah. in that bowling alley all the time. And I, yeah. it, mostly it was all pinball machines in there, okay, before video games, right? And, and as little kids, I don't know if you guys did this, we would kick the bottoms of those pinball machines, and it would pop quarters up and they would pop up down into the oh. slot. <laughs> what if you can still do that? If I ever see a pinball machine, I might try it. I know. <laughs> yeah, there was a lot of uh, craziness that went on at the Thunderbird lanes and nobody could see you because of all the layers of cigarette smoke that were oh. in the joint. So it wouldn't be like you could be noticed in there. Yeah. Well, and then they would lock you up in that little playroom thing. Right. Oh, that was awful. And, and the window was so high that you couldn't see up out and it was like, was my mom coming? Coming ever? Yeah, you're stuck. You're stuck. Oh, yeah. Like the nothing. things we used to do when we were kids. <laughs> you know what? We probably were in there together and we didn't even know it. Who knew? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, could very well have been. Here again, we couldn't have seen each other through the cigarette smoke, yeah. even in the kids' room, I'm sure. Oh, no doubt. <laughs> the walls yeah, were yellow. It, it was always like two old ladies in there, you know, mm-hmm. right out of Monsters, Inc. Yes, and, completely. Hey. What are you kids doing over there? Stop <laughs> that crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yes. So, yes, that of course, bowling's a good indoor sport. Where were we talking about the great outdoors? We are. <laughs> all right. So you did some camping. Did you camp all around California? Did you take longer trips? Where'd you go? Yeah, we, we did, like I said, like Pismo Beach. And when we would go with the t- uh, tent trailer, we would the kids would have tents. So I camped in a tent while right. my parents were in the pop-up, which is Good, you know. The way it should be. Well, yeah. yeah, the way it should be. And so, let's see. We're, we've gone to a number of different places. And then, of course, I went to summer camp. Which, Did you go to sleepaway camp? Yes, I went to sleepaway summer camp. Wow. Yeah. How old were you when you started doing that? I was in third grade. Third grade. That's early. That's young. Yeah. And I went okay. for five years in a okay. row. Did you get homesick every year or any never, year? Never. Never. <gasps> Good for you. Never got homesick. It was so fun. Uh, yeah. And, and so the fun kept you busy and you didn't get homesick. And, and yet, did your parents call you or visit on Parents Day or any of that stuff? One time they visited on Parents Day. And did that make you sad? No, it was like, oh, I want you to meet these people. And it was exciting. Oh, good. Yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. And, and, I, and I had crushes on all sorts of camp counselor ladies. And, <laughs> why um, am I not surprised? Yeah. You know, uh, you know, <laughs> crazy. Where was the camp? Was it? 
here in Southern California? Um, one time it was in Kings Canyon National Park at a dude ranch. Wow, okay. Yeah, and, and uh, then at Big Bear. Okay. And, and I'm not sure where else. All right. But, yeah. I just, I know I went a lot. Church camps or YMCA <laughs> things or what was it? It, it was a Jewish camp. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, okay. It was but religious. Was there a religious, you know, it, tilt to it or it, was? It, it was a Zionistic camp. Oh, okay. <laughs> right. Well, actually, I, you probably know, maybe you've heard of Hadassah. I'm not super familiar with that. Yeah. It, it's basically, it's an old uh, thing. Uh, I should say, long-standing organization, which aims to get people motivated to help Israel. But it's Jews, you know. It's, okay, it, yeah, it, yeah, yeah. Usually it's associated with uh, Jewish ladies in Florida. But, gotcha. <laughs> you know. <laughs> okay, yeah. got it, got but, it. But the, the camp was called Young Judea, and they would, you know, the goal was to get you know young Jewish guys and gals to go to Israel and visit and do things like that. Gotcha. Well, All right. No, so that no, was the tilt to the camp. Yeah. So their programs were things like, you know, um, religious identity more than it was religious based. So it was like, you know, Holocaust identity. What's it like? You know, what was that like for those people? And could you, you know, and wow. understand that? Yeah. Things like that. Okay. That sounds heavy for summer camp. It, you know, it is, but it isn't. I'm thinking canoes for Jews or something. Would be yeah, yeah well, they, they did all that. I mean, I went canoeing and horseback riding and uh, you name it, I did it. You've done it all, right? Yeah, all right. you know, it wasn't just like, okay, wake up in the morning first. I mean, it wasn't like crazy, crazy uh, summer camp. You know? Yeah, it, wasn't, it was fun. It was fun. It was a lot well, of fun. I'm glad that you went and you didn't get homesick. My older boy has gone to camp two years in a row now for Boy Scouts mm -hmm. and has gotten homesick and it always bums me out because I, you know you want him to have fun and I guess he does have fun overall but I think the mistake of the Boy Scout camp is that parents are allowed to go visit during the middle of the camp week oh. so and feeling like I should go because you know I'd like to see what it's like and how he's doing um, then we go and then he's sad when we're leaving so I don't maybe I'm not doing him any favors but does he have friends oh most definitely the whole troops there so, yeah, I don't know. Uh, I think every kid's different, right? Yeah, I, I guess. I mean, but And I, I didn't have that experience, so I can't necessarily talk him off that, that homesick ledge. Although I have traveled before and been homesick, so I know what that's like, and it really is miserable. So I try to feel for him. But, but this year was way better than last year, so I assume next year we'll, it'll get a little bit better every time. Well, that's good. And, yeah. And he, how old is he? He's 12. He's 12. So, yeah. Let's see. No, I was younger than that. The problem with the younger generation, you know, I wouldn't want to leave home either because video games and great TV and DVRs and all the food and all the good stuff that's la that's here at the house, and then you go have to rough it in a tent for a week and sleep on a cot, oh. Oh. no electronic stimulation. I guess that adds to I, the homesickness. Now, I wasn't a Boy Scout, so I didn't get that particular thing. And even at that summer camp that we were in cabins... That, right? that had air conditioning. <laughs> oh, see, that's really nice. Yeah, these guys are roughing it a little bit, but, but not not terribly. But trust me on this. We did not get to uh, stay in that cabin and sleep all day long. You were, you were out and about, we right? Were, we were programmed. It was programmed. Yeah, you had an agenda for the day. Oh, yeah. 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 Which is good. You should stay busy and active. So, And I think they do that for the Boy Scouts, too, because they have, you know, to earn all their badges and stuff. Oh, 
You know, that's one thing though that I don't remember is a goal. Like, you know, well, we did. We we were trying to earn like you know the best uh, group because they had us done by age groups and stuff like that, and we had to you know you were competing. Against, there was some competition. Yeah, you were there. the blue yeah. house versus the greenhouse or whatever whatever yeah, it turns out yeah, to be. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, yeah. And I know for myself, when I met JP is when we started getting outdoorsy. And his family had always, his extended family had always camped. So one of the first vacations we took together was camping with his um, aunts and uncles. We call it the uh, gathering of the tribe because they're all, you know, everybody comes in from every part of California to meet at a campground. And we've always had good fun doing that. And, and even before we were married, we would go on these trips. And I just remember it was really great and it was so easy. And, and I had never been sleeping in a tent and in a sleeping bag and it was fun so ever since then I've always liked it we had a few years not too long ago where we actually owned a motorhome an RV and we camped out in the desert in it a few times and I will have to say although it's luxurious to sleep off the ground which is really nice and to have a potty within you know walking distance when it's dark um, the motorhome is fine but you don't get the whole camping experience if you want to be you know, sort of picky about it. So mm-hmm. the motorhome's great. And maybe if I had a brand new one delivered in my driveway today, I'd be thrilled. But I still like our camping setup now with our giant tent and our camp stove and all that stuff. I think we've dialed it in so that when we camp now, we're pretty comfortable. Cool. Cool. Yeah, I, uh, I, I you know, I would actually camp more, you believe this or not, if we were in a tent. We have in a, a tent. We have a pop-up. Oh, and, and I can't stand it. I don't like to. What? I don't like to hitch it up to my truck. I don't like to drive it on the freeway places. Uh, I, you know, I don't like to <laughs> maneuver the thing. I guess well, that's the thing about the motorhome. I guess you're right because it's kind of a hassle. You can't just run down to the market in it. You've got to. It's like a big deal to hook it up, load it up, and go. I, I mean, look, be honest with you. I got a smart car, tiny right. ass little thing. Right. You, you could buy. A dome tent, a couple of sleeping bags, you know, uh-huh. buy, buy the food when you're down there, change your clothes, go for the weekend somewhere in a smart And park. have a great time. And exactly. Have, you could totally do that. Yes. Know? Yes. And you can't, you know, and the, the other concept is, you know, let's take a, a small version of my house with me <laughs> so I can go camping. And I'm like, and I that just in my mind is like. It doesn't compute. I agree with you. And and I do tend to overpack for these things. And now when we camp, we usually still camp with a group of friends or family. Uh So we try to do community meals. So you're only bringing, you know, certain things for each meal. You don't have to bring all your food for all the days. But I still like to have some creature comforts and, and things like that. So I do tend to overpack. And I'm a little bit picky about how I sleep. We have a big tent with a giant air mattress that I love. Uh-huh. So when when we camp like that, I love having those amenities because that makes it feel nicer because you're not at a hotel. Now, backpacking is a different story, and I've only recently gotten into backpacking, and I still haven't fine-tuned it so that I can sleep really well when I backpack because then you really are sleeping on the ground. I, I have this little teeny, 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 thin, tiny, tiny, tiny air mattress thing <laughs> that doesn't even feel like air at all. I don't even believe there's any air in it, but they keep telling me there is. So to me, that sleeping on the cold, hard ground as I am 40,000 mm-hmm. years old just doesn't 
sit well with me. But I love the backpacking experience. I love the fact that everything you need for three days is, you know, attached to you somehow. So. Well, cool. Yeah, so is it better to go for a just a day trip or overnight? Is camping really what it's all about? I guess it is camping is what it's all about. There's There are little day trips, but. Day trips are fun. Mm -hmm. um, recently went on a nice hike with some with our scout troop. That was only about four miles, maybe five miles total round trip. We went early in the morning. We were back by two. So, you know, by 4.30, I'm lounging in the tub, relaxing and enjoying a glass of wine. So that makes for a nice day. Uh -huh. But to see anything substantial or to feel like you've really gotten away from it all, you got to go for the overnight. Mm -hmm. And last year, we went on a camping uh, or backpacking trip in December of all things of all times um, we were going towards the top of Mount Whitney oh, and pulled right. off yeah pulled off onto this other little campground which was specifically a backpacking campground mm -hmm. and you, we couldn't have been any further away from civilization if we tried I mean it just it was this little hollow that we were in and it was beautiful and so quiet and you know we were an hour and a half from walking out to anyone or anything so it wasn't like we were completely removed on some deserted island but it just felt so far away and it was so great it was so quiet at night it was so dark it was just really all the extremes of all that that you don't get in normal life so that was pretty cool cool wow so okay so i think we're well well established the overnight is the way to go but yeah i think okay, so okay so now we have to talk about terrain right okay so let's talk about that a little bit the, what's the deal with the type types of terrain now, i mean here in florida if you want to go any to see a mountain i think you have to like you know drive to i don't know west by god west virginia or something yeah i was like gonna that. say i, I go, envy the, you because it feels like everywhere we go is uphill <sighs> i'm so tired of climbing up i just want to walk flat for a while and find a place to lay out my tent yeah we always seem to go to these hill hilly terrain or strenuous terrain uh yeah well I, and, even if you go to the beach, you know, like over there by Santa Barbara to Pismo Beach area, which has yeah. outstanding camping. Yes. The, but to go from where the campground is down to the beach is a little bit of a hike. You got to climb those dunes there and all right. that. Yeah. yeah. So I wish I wish there was a little more flat surface. Um, I did a hiking trail recently that was a clothing optional hiking trail. Hey, now. <laughs> I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> I read about this with a girlfriend of mine, and, and she and I wanted to try some sort of adventure. So we went on this hike to this hot, natural occurring hot springs and um, had read that it was clothing optional, but didn't necessarily think we would run into anyone opting out. But we did. We saw a couple of people opting out of their clothing. And to me, hiking with a backpack on and nothing else, nothing sounds more unappealing to me than that. But... These people were having a good time, so good for them. Uh, <laughs> but the problem was it was all downhill to get there, which is lovely, but it's still two miles downhill. Then you lounge around, you'd sit in the hot springs and relax, have your lunch, and then you got to climb two miles out. And it's just hot and straight uphill, so it makes you a little bit cranky. I just want the flat. Did you go in the hot spring? Oh, most definitely. Yeah, it was great. So, so you actually used uh, had all the soap from your clothes that were affecting that hot spring. I can't believe that. <laughs> yes, we contaminated <laughs> with our swimsuits. Yes, we yeah, did. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh well, that's one of those funny stories when you're with a friend and you're like, I don't think I want to be naked, but I don't know if she wants to be naked. And it was uh, it was very funny. It, we laughed about it afterwards. I don't know if in the future I would um, 
opt out. I don't out. know that I would have any. I, maybe I would opt out. You never know. Never know. I guess we'll find out next the, time. The, the jury's out. And I was thinking I was going to make that my humorous speech for the uh, Toastmaster contest a, a little bit about the clothing optional hiking trail. So uh-huh. maybe next year if I get a chance to compete, I might do that. That would be fun. <laughs> <laughs> So, yes, overall, I just wished there were things or places that I found, and I'm sure there are plenty, I just haven't researched them all, that are a little flatter. Because the, the hills, especially if you're carrying a backpack with all your gear for the weekend, that's mm-hmm. 40, 50 pounds of stuff on your back and then walking uphill. I'm in decent enough shape, but it, it's heavy. You know, it's hard. Well, you know, I, I don't even carry a backpack or anything when I'm doing my stuff. I just, we just get there, unpack. Actually, you want to know where I go camping? The huh. last few times, other than going to the beach here in Florida, right? I've been going to Disney camping. <laughs> they have campgrounds, obviously. Yes, Disney on Disney property has campground. Oh, fun! And then you go to the park for the day, and you the, come back and you camp, right? Oh yeah, oh, yeah. they got a big swimming hole. Right? How fun is that? They, yeah, they, they do uh, a a Disney movie on a big sheet. Okay. Under the stars, and then they bring out Chip and Dale and all these characters, and you roast marshmallows and hot dogs out there. <laughs> you know, Disney camping, I Dis- love it. Disney camping, you know, it's it's the only way to cop out of camping and still be pretending like you're camping. <laughs> hey, I love anything Disney, so I would totally love that. That would be great. It, it, it is great, actually. I, I have no complaints because I have a fun time. And it actually gets the pop-up chart used. Gets it out and about, right? All yeah. right. You gotta make that a goal before the end of the year. You gotta do at least a, a good weekend long or or something like that trip. May, so. may, maybe in November. I don't know. It's you some Everglades, you could go see some stuff. Oh, there's a lot see, you know, there's a lot of good places to go. I've been up to huh. St. Augustine camping with okay. pop up. Oh yeah. And you know, and the camping on the beach is great. I bet. I mean you Nice. You're not really on the beach per se, but you're really close. Right. And right. And you used to be able to drive out on the beach over there. So we'll see. You have no excuse now. You got to get do, get it on your calendar. Make it happen. You you can't do that in California, can you? You can't drive on the beach here in Pismo. There are places you can still drive on the beach. Oh, we is did it? that. Yeah. We went camping up there two summers ago, and mm-hmm. and we were able to do that, which is kind of fun. But you got to make sure your car is equipped for it. You know. Oh yeah. Here in My, Florida, it's like. Lots of beaches you can drive on. That's fun. That's pretty cool. It is crazy, yeah. But people do so, get but ran over. But you have the other issue in Florida. You have the bug issue, right? Yes, that that's true. Talking about that, yeah. And I was thinking about that when you were talking about uh, clothing optional hiking. <laughs> How awful. Yes. Uh, that's why I would not clothing optional hike in Florida because mosquitoes. Yeah, there's only so much off that you can spray on stuff, right? Yeah, <laughs> mosquitoes are crazy, and you know. Course, yeah. Of course, then you get, things get really. Never mind. Uh, <laughs> yeah, nothing good's going to come out of that. The, the, yeah. This podcast is going south quick. Yeah. <laughs> oh boy! Yes. Yeah. yeah. Now, what about you? Got ticks? You got all that stuff down there, right? Um, I guess there is. I really, it's the mosquitoes. That's bad. And then love bug season that we have twice a year. Which oh yeah. Even though those are, they don't bite. They don't do anything. They're just like nuisance insects. Yes. They're, they're so plentiful that it's just like in everything gets in your hair, gets in your mouth. If you're, oh, it's it's the worst. And they're nasty. Yeah. Oh, that's not good. But yeah. the mosquitoes are really bad. Um, and then what's the worst kind of animals you have to deal with? Crocodiles? Yeah. Alligators? Yeah, yeah alligators, snakes. Uh, have you ever come across anything like that? No. I've, I've, seen some, I've seen a few snakes here, and we have raccoons in the yard. 
that, Ugh, that come around? Mean. Yeah. Do you guys have raccoons? We definitely do. And really? fact, in Pismo Beach, the raccoon problem was horrible. Whereas at night, you would lay in your tent and you just hear them. They make all those gnarly, you know, fighting sounds. And they just sound like a pack of wild wolves. It's crazy how these little raccoons, who are so cute and fluffy to look at, are little Monst- buggers out there monsters, in the campground at night. Yeah. yeah. Wow. You know, and... Yeah. What about the bear situation? What's your bear situation? Yeah, Florida has black bears here. And occasionally they show up uh, around and about. But I, you don't hear about too many encounters. And when it when you do, it's like a big deal. Oh, my gosh, there was a bear sighted. Is it the same black bear that the California black bear is? Like, is it the same species, I wonder? I, you know, I don't know. I kind of doubt it. I bet you they're different. And then uh, a friend of ours was telling me that the brown bear and the black bear are actually the same species. Oh, really? That, yeah, which I thought doesn't make a lot of sense, except for if you had a you know, chocolate lab, it could give birth to a blonde lab or a black um, lab. So I guess it makes sense. But I have to admit that I have this irrational fear of bears. And I absolutely, if I, if I encountered one on a trail or in any proximity that was close to me, I don't, I don't know what I would do because I would have an instant replay of all of those things. Act like you're dead, curl up in a ball, get real big. All the different ways to handle animal attacks I think would go through my head and I wouldn't know what to do. Uh, all I think about is that, that Elmer Fudd cartoon <laughs> where the bear shows up, bum, 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 and then, of course, uh, you know, Bugs Bunny is whispering in his ears, hey, Doc, you know, play dead! And, and Elmer Fudd just falls to the ground. You know, and then you see the bear sniffing him, and uh, of course, you know, eventually he moves on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I have bear spray that I took speci- or bought specifically for that backpacking trip last year. We took in December, and then left it in the car. So for the 48, 72 hours we were out there, I was panicked that I didn't have my bear spray. And frankly, I don't know. Here again, I, I just I don't know that I would have my wits about me. To be able to spray the bear and not myself and to make it out, I don't know. Bears really freak me out. And it's like being afraid of sharks at the beach. Your your chances are pretty small that you're going to encounter one. But you could still encounter one because you're in their backyard. Oh, yeah. So I, bears really freak me out. <laughs> you know, um, for me, more here in Florida, alligators because it, yes. it's, it's real. It, it yes. really, it, I, can I drive to work? I see hundreds of alligators on my way to work every day. And it's not like you're going to have a casual encounter with them. Something's going to happen. You're going to either run, get mauled, whatever. I mean, there's not like, oh, I just passed one. No, something's going to happen. I, I mean, I see I see manatees. Um, in fact, I videoed a few manatees a uh, uh-huh. f- few months ago. They were all at, have mating out in the Indian River. And here, and this is probably different, is we're have, in Florida have more water activities. So you can okay. canoe is canoeing is big here, right? Uh, or kayaking, particularly because okay. the water's really shallow here. Nice. I mean, like our river out here, which is very wide, is only about four feet deep, except in the channel. Oh, perfect for that for kayaking. Because even if you tip over, you're yeah. within swimming distance or standing distance, so that's good. Exactly, and yeah. so you got that, and some of it's brackish water. If you like to fish, I, I'm not a big fishing person, but I could see the draw living here. But yeah, 
Uh, yeah, I could take or leave fishing, but it, you know, it has a purpose. I just don't love it. Mm-hmm. It's probably because I haven't caught very much. Maybe yeah. if I caught something, then I feel differently. Do you like to eat fish? <laughs> Not at all. Yeah, see, I think that's part of the deal. Yeah, I if think you, that's the problem, if you, right? If you don't like to eat fish, you don't like to fish. So, uh, I, I do remember. Right. I, I remember camping in Lake Tahoe when we went to a uh, fish farm thing where you know you you take like Mount Baldy has. Yes. Did, did you ever do that? Oh, yes, they still do that up there. Yeah, and the the fish, like, just swim onto your hook. I mean, they can't get enough of your bait, and you can just pull fish after fish out, from what I hear. Yes, it is exactly like that. I was there with my dad once. He said, I don't take any fishing, you know, and you go and pink. And it's like, it's like, one minute. Okay, time to go. Take your fish. Let's go. (laughs) Although the fishing license thing is a little bit prohibitive, because it's it's kind of expensive to fish here. It's like 45 bucks for a license or something. It's yeah, but that's for like cost- a whole year. Yeah, I guess. I don't know. But for someone who doesn't enjoy it, it seems like a lot of money. Oh, well, yeah. But I mean, that 45 bucks would go a long way at Starbucks. That's that's Well, <laughs> no, it wouldn't. Cost- it wouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'd at least enjoy it more than I enjoy fishing. Yeah. So. Um, yeah. Actually, in, in Florida, they do have a law that if you fish with a cane pole, that you can fish, you do not need a license, and you can fish anywhere. So if you Tom Sawyer it, that's right. Okay. If you okay. Tom Sawyer it, it is completely <laughs> legal. They cannot give you a ticket or anything. A cane pole. Okay, I'm going to look and see if that's the case here. Uh huh. Be- if that's the case, then I'll I'll get I'll fashion myself a cane pole. And, and, and the reason is is because it allows people who are indigent that need to eat, okay, to not have to worry about. Breaking the law, breaking the law. Breaking the law and fish. Okay. Yeah. Okay, that's a little bit funny. All right, I gotta see if that works. Maybe I'll learn to like fish. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll just be posted because a week from, well, in one week we're supposed to go on another backpacking trip for our Boy Scouts. So I'm not sure where we're going. I think it's maybe Big Bear area. So I'll let you know how that turns out because, oh. uh, yeah. Cool. More backpacking. Fun. Yeah. So, okay, um, I'm trying to think what else. Uh, so we talked about critters, talked about bugs, terrain, camping, night versus overnight. Right. A little bit of history about our experiences in camping. And bowling alleys. And bowling alleys. <laughs> Same yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> With all the wild animals there. <laughs> all right. Yeah, so, well, the great outdoors, we, we recommend you get out there. Don't, don't just stay inside. You have to have something to tweet about, something to Facebook about. That's yeah. right. You that have... was the beauty of our camp out last year is, yes, we were away from it all, but I still got a bar or two, and I was able to tweet in Facebook, so that was good. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, but isn't I mean, that's kind of the deal, though. I mean, we go out and have adventures, and then we want to share those adventures. Right, exactly. You know, I mean, yeah, it's great. We go do things by ourselves, and then we do it, and that's it. But, I mean, what's a life that's not shared with friends? I mean, I... I don't think it's bragging. I think it's like, hey, you know, this is really kind of cool. Maybe you'd like this. Check yeah. out, check out what I saw. You know? No, I agree with you. I think that's, I think that's the fun of it. And for everybody who knows that you're on this trip, they want to keep up with you, even if they're not there. So yeah, I, I, that's how I look at it anyway. You know, and, and here's the thing. I mean, how many people go? And, and this is actually, if you think about it, really great. People go on vacations all the time. They take three thousand pictures. I went on a cruise and I took. It must have been well over a thousand pictures. No, nobody is going to go through and look at all thousand of my pictures. Not one of my friends. Right. But I, right. I, I choose a few of my favorite pictures. I post them online, and people get to see them and go, well, it looks like you had a good time. 
Yeah, you get an overview, yes. You know, and then yeah. I, everybody's like, okay, I, I experienced a little Jets cruise, I, you know, a little bit of his... Uh, yeah, it was, meet, and it was a break in my day that I got to see your cruise. That's exactly. right, yeah. yeah. So, uh, All yeah. right, so plan a camping trip, take pictures, and I'll, I'll tweet or whatever from my thing next week. Actually, I'm planning a kayaking day trip, and I will take pictures. Okay, all but, right. See, well, I, I live right here in the Marinelle Island Wildlife Refuge. And the thing about that is we have the largest population of migrant birds in the world right here. Okay. This is where right. the, this is where birders paradise is what it's known as. Okay. Have you, you ever heard this? No, I've never heard this. Yeah. No. Yeah. And they, they, they come from all Are over. Are you sure they're not just mosquitoes? They're, they're large mosquitoes. <laughs> that's true. They're large mosquitoes. Overgrown Actually, mosquitoes. probably that's why the birds come. <laughs> it's true. They got lots to eat. Dinner. Okay, go on. I'm yeah. sorry. Well, there's, I mean, there's salty marshes and there's all sorts of stuff. And Cape Canaveral, that whole area is actually the Merritt Island Wildlife Refuge. Oh, okay. All right. That's what it is. Nice. Yeah. And so, but it's managed, there's a def- number of different management groups from uh, the USDA, forestry, NASA, the all these people get together and they co-manage all this property, but you gotcha. can, but you get to go out there if you want if you have a kayak. Fun. And you can go check it out, take pictures of all sorts of nature. Good time. All right, I'm supposed to take a canoeing certification class for scouts, so I, and I definitely want to do some canoeing or or kayaking, although I don't own either. So mm-hmm. I think I might enjoy the canoe better because kayak is self-propelled, right? I, I think I want to rely on somebody else. Huh? They're both self. They're both self-propelled. But, I mean, if you're in a canoe with somebody, then they can paddle and you can take a break. <laughs> oh, they have two-person kayaks. <laughs> oh, two-person kayak. All yep. right, well, all right. Op- there's options. If I'm afraid sit- I wouldn't fit in that little rubber gasket that you have to sit in. <laughs> oh, no, oh, no, see, see, you, you don't know enough about kayaking. Anymore. I don't, obviously. But that's a topic for another time. All right, next yeah. time. So, anyways, for TJ Talks, I am Judd. And I'm Teresa. And we will chat with y'all later. Talk at you later.